Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mornings with Mac. Uh, let me uh, say I've enjoyed these last days uh, being God's Word, just hopefully helping you, teaching you something out of God's Word. I pray that uh, something uh, along the way has encouraged you and uh, given you some hope uh, and has lifted you out of uh, maybe the distress that you feel right now. I'm going to take tomorrow off. It's uh, Sunday, tomorrow Sunday, Palm Sunday. I'm going to take the day off, so you won't see me here at 7. But Monday morning, 7 o'clock, I'm going to do something through uh, Holy Week, through the week of Passion. I'll be back to share with you a devotional each morning, or what I'm, do- what I'm doing in my devotions, which is basically what I'm doing here. Is I'm just sharing with you just thoughts that I have when I go through a passage. The week after that, my son, uh, Trey, Donald McCall Brunson III, Trey, is going to take that week because at the end of that week, I have my comps for my PhD work, and I need to take the week to study. So you stay faithful uh, through this time where we're all kind of shut in and quarantined. This is a great way to start your day. And if you've got your copy of God's Word, go with me to Psalm 134, the last of the Psalms of Ascent. Um, Do you remember the scene in The Sound of Music uh, where Captain Von Trapp is hosting a party at his home, beautiful home, and all of the children, that's the night that he dances with uh, Maria, you remember, I think that's the night that they both realize they're kind of in love. Well, when the children go to bed, you remember all of them coming up and singing a chorus. Uh, Good night, farewell, Avita Saint adieu, to you, to you, to you, and you, and you. Well, they each one do a chorus of that. They go up the steps and they stand, uh, if you remember, at the balcony looking over and they sing to the people and the people call back. That's Psalm 134. It's antiphonal, uh, where one group sings to another. The angels in heaven, uh, they seem to have this antiphonal praise going on. One will call to one group, and then they will answer back uh, uh, in, in form. Well, this is an antiphonal psalm. The people are going to speak to the priests, and the priests then are going to speak back to the people. Now, the Psalms of Ascent were sung on the way up to Jerusalem. It was kind of choir practice all the way to Jerusalem. Then they got in the temple itself, and they would sing these Psalms. Uh, There's some indication that there were uh, two sets of steps in the temple, and they equaled up to 15 steps. So they would stand on a step and sing that Psalm. They would stand on the next step and sing the next Psalm. Now they're going home. Uh, you, you remember it all starts back here in Psalm 120 when they are in distress. In my distress, I call to the Lord. And from there, we went through all the Psalms of ascent. Now they're going home. And as they're headed out of the gate of Jerusalem or the gates of Jerusalem, they turn around and they say something to the priest. They sing something to the priest. And what they're saying to the priest is this, we're encouraging you in your worship. We're encouraging you in your work. 
That's verse one and two. This is next to the shortest Psalm in all of, uh, in all of the Psalter. Uh, now I want you to listen to something because I'm going to take you back to Nehemiah chapter 12 for just a minute. As they finished the wall of Jerusalem there. And as they finished it, listen to what is said. Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 43. And on that day, they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced because God had given them great joy. Even the willed women and children rejoiced so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard from afar. And on that day were also those that were appointed over the chambers of the stores and uh, the contributions, the first fruits, the tithes to gather them in from the fields of the cities, portions required by the law for the priest and the Levites. Now, this is what I want you to hear. For Judah rejoiced over the priests and Levites who served. When's the last time you rejoiced over your pastor? I'm just going to let that settle for a minute. When's the last time you encouraged him? When's the last time you... Uh, Gave him a good word. When's the last time you complimented him on what he did? Let me tell you, for some reason, a lot of people in the church feel as if the pastor is their hired person and that they are free to just criticize anything and everything uh, that he does. Well, I, you know, I get criticized by my boss and I get criticized by this person and I'm treated this way and I'm treated that way and I can treat the pastor any way I want to. I can kind of get, I can kind of vent on him. Uh, it's interesting that the people close their time of celebration in Jerusalem by turning around and encouraging the priests, the Levites, all of those who work there in the temple. Now I want you to listen to what they do. Listen to what they say. They come and what is it that they say? What is it that's going on? Verse one, come bless the Lord. Now, when you bless the Lord, what you're doing is you're giving adoration to God. You are basically acknowledging uh, God's greatness. You're acknowledging and giving praise and giving worship. In fact, you could translate this, come worship the Lord. Uh, that's what they are saying. This is what's happening. Come worship the Lord. Come pray. And so the people look at the priest and they say, keep up the worship. Keep, keep praising the Lord. Uh, it's a word of encouragement uh, about uh, what to do. All of you. Now, who, who are they talking to you? Who are they talking to? All you servants of the Lord. When are they to do this? Who stand by night? There's indicate first Chronicles chapter nine, verse 27 and verse 33 speak of the activity of the Levites in the temple at night. Now I've read somewhere, I've, I looked for it early this morning, I couldn't find it, but I've read somewhere where there is a suggestion. You know, there were so many different divisions of priests and they were divided into different parts. And then there were all the divisions of the Levites and uh, they were divided into different categories. Some of them were in the choir. And then the choir was divided into different divisions. And someone said that through the night, the choir of the Levites would sing in the temple. 
so that the people of Jerusalem went to bed hearing the praise and the worship of the temple, and they woke up in the morning hearing the praise and the worship. Can you imagine? What if the choir came and stood outside your house every night and sang you to sleep with the praise of the Lord? And what if they were there still in the morning and you heard them and they woke you up with the praise of the Lord? Well, that's an indication in the Old Testament of what took place in the temple at night. It didn't shut down. In other words, the picture is the praise of God goes on 24 hours a day. Where does it happen? In the house of the Lord. How does it happen? Lift up your hands. Now, to lift up hands was something that was very common in the temple um, period uh, in, 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 in the worship of God. To lift up hands was to say, Lord, my hands now are clean. In fact, let me, let me read something to you out of Psalm 24. Psalm 24 says this, Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord, and who shall stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. That I've come to worship, and I've come to worship, I've confessed up my sins. I have clean hands, Lord. That's the first thing. The second thing is committed. I'm committed, Lord. Now, to lift your hands this way was to bless the Lord, to praise the Lord. To lift your hands this way was to say, Lord, you put in my hands whatever it is you want to put there. You give to me whatever it is. You put your direction, you put your leadership, you put your guidance, you put whatever provision you have for me into my hands. And I am... um, I am committed to it, and I am content with it. That's what Paul says, that uh, whether I have a lot or whether I have a little, I am content with whatever God gives me, I'm content with that. And then it's to say they're consecrated. These are hands that are consecrated, set aside for the service of God. See, Lord, in my hand, I hold the implements of serving you. They are consecrated. They are set aside to serve the Lord. And so that's what they were encouraging all of the priests to do. Lift your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. Now that's the second time. Give him praise, give him worship, give him adoration, acknowledge um, how grateful you are for all that God has given. Now that's the encouragement that they give the priests. Now let me tell you why. They're leaving Jerusalem. The worship took place in the temple. And so they're saying, we're leaving and we won't be back for a while until the next festival. And so you continue to worship in my place. You're my proxy in worship. Uh, While we're gone, you are carrying out the worship of our God. Now, let me tell you, that doesn't happen anymore. I am not your proxy for worship. No pastor is your proxy for worship. You are a priest. That's what we're told. We're a holy nation, a royal priesthood. We as Baptists believe in the priesthood of the believer. That is, I can go directly to God. I don't go through a mediator. There is one mediator between God and man, and that's the man, Jesus Christ. I go straight to Jesus Christ. I don't go to someone to say, will you pray that God will forgive me? I go to God and pray for his forgiveness. I'm a priest. You're a priest. 
male or female, that doesn't make any difference. Uh, you are a priest before God. And before God, you are responsible for your worship. So no one stands in proxy to worship for you. You are to worship. This is an encouragement to you to worship. And beyond that, let me let you in on something. You're not only a priest, you are the temple of God. You're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Worship takes place here. While we're not able to gather together in a building somewhere, worship has not stopped. This is worship right now. I'm just God's director of worship for you. You're a priest. You worship for yourself. I can't worship for you. So all of these people, they come now and they encourage the priest. You keep up the job. You worship. Uh, You go and bless the Lord. And um, I encourage you to do that with your pastor. Why not today get in touch with him and say, we want to encourage tomorrow's Palm Sunday. And before Palm Sunday comes, we just want to encourage you. We want to thank you. We pray for you. And we, we want to be a blessing to you. Now the priests turn around in verse three and they bless the people. May the Lord bless you. See, the people have said twice, bless the Lord, bless the Lord. Now the priests turn around and they say, may the Lord bless you. Uh, for the Lord to bless you, now listen, here's the difference in this. When we bless the Lord, we give him adoration, we give him praise, we give him worship. But for God to bless you, now he's not going to do the same thing to you. Uh, we bless him for what he is, who he is. For God to bless us, he has to do something in us. He has to do something to us. He has to make us what we are not and give us what we do not have. He gives us that. We turn around and we give him adoration and he turns around and he works in us. He provides for us. Uh, he makes us what we are not. We, he who knew no sin became sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God, the righteousness of Christ. May the Lord bless you from Zion. That you right there, you ought to circle it. Uh, circle it. It's singular. It means you. They were speaking not to the whole nation. They were speaking to individuals. The Lord bless you from Zion. Now, right here, Zion is used of heavenly, uh, of the heavenly home of, uh, of Christ, the heavenly place of God, not Jerusalem itself. They're saying from on high, from where God is, God bless you. The same one who made heaven and earth. You know what that last uh, verse reminds me of? It reminds me of the doxology. I remember at South Main every single Sunday morning they sang the doxology, or we sang the doxology. Uh, We would all stand and we would sing it together. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Uh, Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's the doxology. That's a praise. Right where you are, regardless of what we're all living through, 
what you're facing personally, you can bless God. You can worship Him. You can adore Him. You can give Him thanks and acknowledge all that He has done for you. You can live your life out as a doxology to God. I pray that you do that. I pray that even today you're preparing your heart for worship tomorrow. Tomorrow, 1045, right here, I'm going to be sharing with you one of the most interesting sacrifices listed in the Old Testament. It's the sacrifice of guilt offering. All of us struggle with guilt. I pray that you'll join us right here. I'm going to be a part of a life group. I get to sit in a life group tomorrow morning. Deb and I will. And... Uh, and worship with some of our people, and then we'll gather with God's Word around the Word of God as we come to worship together. I'm praying for you. I hope you know that. I'll see you Monday, and I want to thank the prettiest woman I've ever seen in my life for being my special director, not just for this, but in all of life. God bless. You be sweet.